Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. Oh, yes, modern lovers, and today we're going to talk about a great mix that's love, money, and sex. And my guest today, I'm so excited to interview, that's Peggy Wallace, who is the managing partner of Golden Seeds. And in case you're wondering what Golden Seeds is, stay tuned because it's all about M-O-N-E-Y. Peggy has helped to raise money and serves as the general partner of the Golden Seeds Funds 1 and 2, and as a result is one of the few women venture partners in the United States focused on seed and early stage investing because women businesses need and deserve a boost. So if you're a woman or if you know a woman with a great idea that needs money, stay tuned. But first, I want you to join me May 18th for our next live event here at the Modern Love Academy. We're going to talk about sacred sexuality. Mm-hmm. Sacred sexuality, breakthroughs, best practices, and awakenings. This is going to be an exciting, dynamic training. You're going to get answers to all your questions about sex, what causes sexual dysfunction, what are the natural ways to increase libido, how can supplements and nutraceuticals help to heal sexual desire and dysfunction, why is sex important to your health? Think about that. We have two special guests who will be joining us. Janae Palais, who's formerly a high-powered New York City healthcare lawyer who lived for 24 years in a sexless marriage, who through her own healing and experience has transformed her life. She left the legal world and decided to become a writer, blogger, teacher, intimacy coach, full-time, and she's got a new book called Orgasmic Life. Heal Yourself, Awaken Your Pleasure. Our other guest will be Dr. Nick Delgado, who also is an author, but also a renowned nutraceutical expert, specializing in longevity, peak performance, changing your life from the inside out. And in this training, Nick is going to talk about his new book, which is called Mastering Love, Sex, and Intimacy. So you can't miss this, Sex and Love and Money are a great triple play. So let me quickly take our Dr. Brenda question and keep those questions coming. I love getting them. This one says, Dear Dr. Brenda, my boyfriend recently informed me that he is bisexual and has had relationships with men while we were dating. Although this is upsetting, he assured me that he's not in love with any of the men he's dated. I still love him, but I'm at a loss as to what to do. Confused. Dear confused let me help you clear this up this is not about whether your boyfriend is bisexual or not he is freaking cheating on you 
you two need to look at the boundaries in your relationship. And if you want a relationship where it's okay for him to date outside, it doesn't matter whether it's men or women, be clear that that's okay. And you two set that boundary as a very wide open boundary, including other people. Or if it's not okay, tell him, I don't care if it's men or women, I want you to be open and honest and faithful in this relationship with me. This is about boundaries confused. All right, moving on. (laughs) Let me tell you more about our guest today because we're going to go from sex right into money. If you think they're not connected, think again. So Peggy Wallace has been a leader in the growth of the fund, investment fund Golden Seeds from five members when she joined in 2005 to one of the nation's largest angel networks with over 300 members today, widely recognized for its best practices and expertise, Golden Seeds was the first angel group formed to focus on the immense opportunity of investing in women leaders with a keen focus on educating investors to join the early stage investment and asset classes. All right. Peggy's going to tell you more in her own words. Peggy Wallace of Golden Seeds, welcome to Modern Love. Thank you, Dr. Brenda. I'm thrilled to be here. Oh, thank you. Now, what motivated you to join Golden Seeds and to grow this incredible, because I think it's incredible that there's something focused on women. What motivated you? So we are entering our 15th year, and uh, when Golden Seeds was started 15 years ago, um, we, uh, as many do, were standing on the shoulders of some organizations that came before us who had recognized that women were not receiving capital, uh, investment capital, for in what we call the angel markets, um, which is the capital that helps companies get started uh, in our country. And basically, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but essentially there were really no women investors and no women receiving that capital. And we thought wow. that it, uh, we could change that paradigm by starting to invest in um, women, in companies that were, have a woman in the C-suite. So our focus was on women-led companies, not women-owned, because we, know, we, we knew that if we backed companies, uh, and when we're backing them early, they'll have maybe five people on the team, three people, seven people. And all we want, we wanted to make sure that there was one woman to start creating companies for the future that are more, um, better places for men and women to work. And on the investor side, we've always been about 80% female, uh, but men have always been welcome to invest in women leaders with us. And it's been uh, right, quite so a journey. Right, so many men are standing by with money, and they want to back a good bet. They should be joining you. Yes, there's so so much data on this. And last year, in the venture venture capital market, was the biggest it's ever been, 131 billion, and 86 oh percent of that capital went to all male teams, not a single woman. And uh, really, the data on capital to women is shocking, and that's what we've been working on. What we oh, do celebrate yeah, is the angel market is now about 20, 25% of angel capital by number of companies is going to women, and about 20% of angel investors are women. And we uh, believe that that's the movement that we helped uh, get started. Oh, Peggy, congratulations. You know, I, I did a talk uh, for Salesforce, for their Dreamforce conference uh, two or three years ago, 
And in preparing for my talk to the Women Innovators luncheon that they had, I looked up the data on the global corporations that made the top 4,000 corporations in the world. The top 10% of those corporations had one thing in common. They had women on their boards, women in the C-suites. And this article came right out and said at the conclusion of the study, women are good for business. And it's kind of common sense, isn't it? Yes, and even 15 years ago, the data already supported this, that diversity on boards, diversity in management, diversity at all levels outperformed, and the data um, just increases. The, the, the din of the data is louder and louder every year, and we just we assumed because we you know, had been professional women ourselves, we just felt that it would also apply in the private markets, and in the last few years we've been seeing that. There's no question that diversity improves performance, and yet... Uh, we're still seeing a very slow movement. There are only 23 women CEOs in the S&P 500. Um, that went down How by many? one. With 22? Is that what you said? 23, I believe, is the current oh my number. Goodness. And um, for people of color, that number is even lower. I believe it uh, might be be below 10. I mean, oh these are astounding, goodness. astounding numbers. And yet, the five top companies today by market cap were all started with angel capital and venture capital. So we believe that our lack of participation in the leadership of business is actually founded here in the exclusion that we've experienced from receiving this type of capital. And uh, this is where the C-suite and the boards of the future are created. It's with the angel totally market. That totally makes sense. Yep. Because if you can't get the money to get started or you can't get a business led by a woman to grow, then women are being shut out. And, you know, this is such a silly, simple point, but tell me if I'm wrong. Don't 51% of most countries, isn't that made up of women? I believe that would be correct. So your market share right there is 51%. And if you don't have women leading the company, how are you going to speak to your market? Oh my goodness! Right, I, and and then it's also just our our brain and what we bring to leadership and what we bring to corporate culture and then the ideas that women are pursuing. Even we have been astounded by the the vision that these women have and the companies that they want to build, and then the struggle to raise capital that can be so wearing, you know. And well, yet, tell us about some see, of those companies, would you please? What are some of the things that you're seeing and that Golden Seeds is backing? So, you know, when we started, the message out of the venture world was, was, oh, well, we don't invest in women because we don't see women in tech. And this just isn't true. 60% of what we've backed are companies in classic enterprise, you know, business-to-business type situations, including software for the work truck industry led by a woman, software for the restaurant industries, group hospitality bookings, et cetera. Um, but another thing that has been very fascinating here is about 25 to 30% of what we have in, invested in has been in the healthcare space because mm. women in America, about a, a very high percentage of the degrees that they get in STEM to currently are in the biological and life sciences and the hard sciences. So we have a deeply scientific um, and healthcare-oriented portfolio including a disease-modifying drug for Alzheimer's, a company called Cognition Therapeutics, 
We have an investment in a company called Amplex, which has a small molecule broad spectrum antifungal drug under development. You may have been reading about some of the uh, fungal uh, breakouts in hospitals. You know, we may be yes. onto something there. We yes. have numerous investments in women's health, including um, there was a company we had backed in an ovarian cancer diagnostic that was sold. Uh, we have a men's health play. We have uh, diagnostics. We have a, a diagnostic uh, for concussion. Uh, we have um, a company that's uh, doing real-time diagnostic on antipsychotic drugs. Uh, then taking it more scientifically, we have back Cadenza Innovation, Dr. Christina lampe Onarud, who has possibly the battery solution to usher in the new age of renewable energy. A new way oh, my to God, that is fabulous. It really is. I mean, I, I think we're trying to show the world that, uh, yes, women are doing great things in consumer products, but they're scientists, they're businesswomen. They are building businesses in all aspects of our economy. Uh, so it's just utterly fascinating. And what if we hadn't existed to back some of these companies? Exactly. We would have lost out on these vital discoveries that are being developed by women, you know, my goodness, the biggest crisis in the world today was Earth Day yesterday. For those right. who are, are listening to us real time, Earth Day was yesterday. And what's the big crisis? The planet's heating up and we need to cool it down. So to think you may have a solution or to Alzheimer's and dementia, my God. You know, these are things that touch all of us. Every one of us knows someone or has someone in our family who has this disease of dementia. My mother died of it. It's a very pervasive illness as a population is aging. So Correct. women are on the forefront. I'm so thrilled to hear about these companies you're backing. So, Peggy, once they get, once a woman-led company gets the seed money that Golden Seeds is providing, they have cleared a bar with a number of different um, criteria, a number of different markers they have to meet. What are some of those things? For those who are saying, God, I need funding, what will be the markers that they have to, the bars they have to clear, the markers they have to meet? Um, so we look for the common criteria of any you know, early stage investing group with one addition, which is that we require that any company in which we invest have one woman in the C-suite, and that has never changed from day one. Uh, and it is very important that there be more women in the C-suite, and so we, most uh, other firms might not have that lens. Beyond that, we're looking for great, pe great people with leadership um, skills to back, uh, because ultimately when you're going in the early stage, you don't have a lot of um, historical data to evaluate, et cetera. You're backing a new concept, something that's you know, kind of more future-oriented. So you're really, really backing the person. And so we try to spend a lot of time really understanding the person and, um, you know, what their resilience, because it takes so much result. It's a very lonely journey. Uh, it's, it's the entrepreneurial journey is a, a, another show itself. But we're looking for people that we think have that. Um, they have to be addressing a big market. So as I was speaking, obviously, you know, the, the battery market's a multi-hundred billion dollar opportunity over the next few years. The Alzheimer's, these are huge markets. Right. Uh, it has to be a right. big market that they're going after because nobody will have uh, necessarily 100% uh, 
market share. Yeah, um, and I have to say, I have such respect for women scientists. I, I myself was a woman scientist at one point, and the two women that mentored me when I was in training, one of them with the research from our lab went on to create the first infant vision test that you could go to a pediatrician and a newborn could actually have their vision reliably tested, which is a predictor if there are any problems of all sorts of other things where early intervention will help the newborn. You know, my other uh, mentor when I was in school went on to develop a whole battery of tests for children with special needs. So there are just a number of things that women innovators have brought to the world and for what you're saying are continuing to bring, and if we're going to get those products and those medicines to the market, the chance of those women getting funding without coming to someplace like Golden Seeds, what would you say? What are the chances? Well, um, as I said, the women are getting about 25% of angel capital. Uh, the data shows that their yield rates um, are a little are lower than men on the angel side. On the venture side, um, 86% of all venture capital last year went to all-male teams. We, wow. def- we do very well on those venture rounds for our companies. Uh, so our companies, about 60% of them, get some kind of significant follow-on or venture capital. The average venture check for a male-led company last year was $12 million for a woman was five. So our oh, women my have God, to- the discrepancy is huge. Women have to do you know work on a lot less capital, which also is good. Uh, I think it's largely bad, honestly, but it does force the companies to be um, much more capital efficient, uh, but it's also harder uh, for them. Yeah, to, it's harder uh, because here you have people with great ideas, and because they're women, they're having to work harder, smarter, be you know so much more careful, which at the end of the day could strangle some of the work and the research that they need to do. Right, and these are businesses, and you know we're trying to back growth. And there's even data that shows that when investors interview a, a woman for investment, they ask what are called preventative questions, meaning they focus on the downsides of their business uh, and what could go wrong. And when they when when they interview ma- men, they ask um, promotional questions, meaning how big could this get? You know, you say you could do this, but how much capital would it take to do even more than that? And we've tried to even you know, be aware of our own biases as investors and train that out of ourselves uh, because then the woman also kind of gets into those questions and can kind of get waylaid into talking about the, the so downside. You just brought, you just brought up upside. one of the crucial, crucial issues, which is bias. There is yep. a bias against people of color. There's a bias against women because we've all been programmed with these negative ideas and images for generations now. And how do you Correct. tackle bias? How do you train yourself out of it? You just said, gee, we, we work to train ourselves out of it. How do we do that? I mean, we just, we've just we always been very data-oriented. So from the first year, we look at the data, we read all of the research. You know, we, know, we know that we are all, um, I mean, I've read studies that we associate leadership with, the, with height, a certain width of a male face, a certain timber of a male voice. I mean, there's... So we read these things to help ourselves be aware of um, how that might be playing in our own behavior 
because we're all human, and this is and and because all this data was done on men. It's men's voices, men's faces, men's height. Women aren't even in the data. Right, and we're backing a woman that we want to get on a panel in her industry. Um, We want to be much more inclusive of um, people of color, and we're um, we're being very uh, much more intentional about that because there's just been so much of a demand for capital that uh, we respond to what we see. And, uh, you know, we're starting to realize that people of color, just like we women, were not invited into these investment circles. We're trying to reach out more to be more inclusive to get, um, try to break down some of the barriers uh, for those groups as well. A and lot that, of it is that's a about- tough thing. How do you go about that, Peggy? Because here we have two things. You have working to get more women with great ideas to grow businesses that are not only contributing a terrific product, but creating success, creating financial success. And then we have people of color where I'm in a position to know there's like kind of a double indemnity because there's bias on top of bias. Right. So I think I don't necessarily have all of the answers, but I think it's uh, what, and by the way, one of the ways I think we do address it is through training. There essentially weren't any women investors that we could in this asset class that we could recruit. So we have four courses. So we teach people how to invest, and we've activated a movement that is pushing capital into women. Uh, I personally think that our courses and and some of our methods could be as effective um, for uh, you know people of color as well. Uh, we're starting to explore more of that because it's just about demystifying. If nobody's ever invited you to listen to these pitches, to teach you how to do this kind of investing, how to analyze it, you're just, you don't know even how to get in. And so I think, I think it has a lot to do with um, more uh, intentional outreach. Um, yeah. and we, you know, it's, it's so much about, as you said, education. But I think there's also uh, a necess- necessity here to have the will to change. And you're speaking to both the will and you're speaking to the education because you clearly have a desire to change these metrics to say that everybody's welcome at the table because when everybody's welcome at the table, then more people are served. People who need certain kinds of meds where diseases are more prevalent in communities of color, those meds won't be developed unless somebody, usually a person of color, is addressing that problem. So I'm looking at all the possibilities, and I find what you're saying tremendously encouraging and exciting, Peggy. So what do you want us to take away about golden seeds that you haven't already told us? And I love that name, golden seeds. I think that is so perfect. And it actually came from a Charles Handy quote. At uh, at the time, um, the woman who founded Golden Seeds, Stephanie Newby, put the idea together in the mid-'90s, it was about how an expression of confidence in somebody, uh, particularly early in a career, can be a life-changing alternative. And then eventually we became an angel group in 2004, So, um, which is kind of interesting because the name had the word seed in it. But yeah. um, I would just like more people to keep your eyes open and, and start seeing uh, how non-diverse these, the leadership of companies are and that and people want to know what they can do. And so if you are an accredited investor, uh, you could p- be an angel investor, and you can have a huge impact. 
and there are other ways to help these companies. So it's, it's about using your money in that way. And um, I think that I'd like people to be inspired to become angel investors, and uh, certainly we're one of the groups that you could consider. And then I think pay attention to the companies that women are building, because I think you'll be just amazed at their, at their vision of the future. And, what, and the, the companies that get funded shape our future. They, they are the companies that will, that will be selling us products and services. And um, you, get to, you get to help shape the future. And by backing diverse entrepreneurs, a different vision starts to manifest itself through their eyes uh, that's, that can be quite interesting and quite different from what you're going to hear if you just keep listening to one cohort. So, um, yeah, it's, because it's, it's a vision in which everybody, everybody could potentially over time be healthy. Everyone could be using less energy. Everyone could be working to increase the well-being of their family and their community if the distribution is more equalized. So I hear that. Now, Peggy, there's one other thing that you alluded to when you talked about the classes that Golden Seeds is doing, and that's the value of mentorship. And I know the value of that. I've been so fortunate to have mentors who have mentored me, you know, the women scientists I work with in school, and I have two male mentors who have mentored me in business and taught me about investment and things like that. So I think mentorship is one of the things Golden Seeds is clearly offering through your education and your classes. Thank you. I think, and we're, and it's about transparency. It's um, demystifying. People have fear. They don't think they can understand this stuff, and we're, we we just break it down for you. And it's yes, you can. You know, you have had your scientific ex, uh, experience or whatever. You bring all of your talent and all of your life experience, and and we show you how to analyze the investment. And it's very, um, it's very learnable, and it takes the fear out of it. And, um, and then you, you can make uh, informed risk decisions or decide that it's not for you. It's so I think it's a, a spirit of transparency. And wow. That's, again, I, you put your finger on something that I know is an emotional barrier for a lot of women, and that's the anxiety of not having been taught about business. You know, I, I don't remember the data, but I did read a study that showed that most male CEOs had a father or an uncle or someone that took them into business. And they learned the business because somebody in the family took them into business. Women could have a CEO, father, or uncle, but not get taken in. So you're like the auntie that's taking women in and saying, I'm going to be your your Auntie Peggy and teach you all about business. Yeah. I mean, it's um, we, have to, we have to be each other's support Friends and families, there's a term friends and family for early rounds. We're, we're more institutional than that, but we have to uh, support each other by digging in and figuring out um, if there's an investable opportunity here and then working together to make it happen and, provi- now, and provide those networks. But we do welcome yeah. men. You know, they're hugely important. there are important. several ways that people, we only have a couple of minutes, but I know there's several ways that someone could come to you with an idea. What are... Like one of the things I read about is that you do what's called a roll-up, and then you have – so could you quickly just give us just a little peek behind the curtain? If somebody's sitting there right now saying, would my business qualify, what would it have to be? So our website details that, but one of the things I want to say that um, 
has been impressed upon me is that when we started this, in order to get venture capital, it was really a network issue in that they wanted to, they, you, it was an introduction-based market, and there were no women venture cap. It was, I think it was 99% male 15 years ago. Uh, it's possibly 92% male today, the venture capital industry. So women weren't in the network to even get these introductions. When we started, we just opened up uh, an application portal. And I had um, a very scholarly, um, one of our CEOs um, talk to me about this because she believes that we are we're somewhat unprecedented in that we are open. Um, it's not introduction-based, so don't be afraid. We try to make our criteria pretty transparent on our website. And then we also uh, pioneered something called office hours that has been adopted by many groups now, which is either online or in person. And you can come hear us talk about uh, the angel, this kind of capital and what kind of companies should be seeking it. And then you can meet with an angel in person wow. and ask some questions. So I love it. We want, and then if you think you're ready, just apply. You don't have to be introduced. Peggy, uh, that is that, such a great way to bring the bar down, bring the wall down between people who have great ideas who deserve to be funded because those ideas will contribute to the greater good. I love hearing this open applications, office hours. You guys, if you are looking for money, your woman-led business, you know where to go. It's Golden Seeds. And let me give your website. It's goldenseeds.com, right, Peggy? Correct, www. Okay, so everybody get that, triple dub, goldenseeds.com. We're talking with Peggy Wallace, who's a managing partner of Golden Seeds, one of the first of its kind one of the few female venture partners in the U.S. focused on seed and early-stage investing. Peggy, it has been an honor and such a pleasure to have you as our guest today. Thank you, Dr. Brenda, and it's just a thrill to know you and all of your great work. Oh, thank you. Now, everyone, go to Eventbrite right now. Get thee to Eventbrite. Grab your tickets for May 18th so that you can demystify your sex life, we're going to do sacred sexuality, and that means approaching sex from the inside out, body, emotions, mind, and yes, spirit, I will be there to, of course, help you work through any emotional, psychological blocks you may have. Jeanne Payet, who is our very gifted sex and intimacy coach, blogger, teacher, author of The Orgasmic Life, Heal Yourself, Awaken Your Pleasure, Dr. Nick Delgado, renowned nutraceutical health expert, author of the book, It's Mastery, Sex Mastery, Love, Sex, and Intimacy. You can't afford to miss this. Love, money, and sex, everybody, right here on your very own podcast, Modern Love. I'm Dr. Brenda Wade. Big thank you. To Cliff Dunning, our social producer, LeGrand Green, our executive producer, and to all you modern lovers, blessings. <laughs>